Hi everyone, welcome to the Vocal Code Unlocked. You're here with me, Adetona Yola, and the wonderful Katie Holmes-Smith. How are you this morning, darling? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I am excellent. Excellent. Wayne's World. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm too old for our lovely guest. <laughs> and if you don't know that, then uh, I guess you're too young. But here we are showing our age. Um, <clears throat> so today I'm really, really excited about this particular episode because just on the basis of what I've just said in terms of age, I have no clue really about social media and that kind of that kind of life. Like I don't post all the time. I post once in a while. Like what, what's your take on that, Katie? Well, yeah, I'm a bit of a fossil when it comes to social media. <laughs> I'm I have. Um, I like to be part of the party, but let's be honest. I think life after a certain age just get you just get a bit distracted, you know. Other things take take your attention, and uh, safe to say, don't really have a clue. To be fair, yeah, same here. So you know, with with, that, <laughs> <laughs> with that with that in mind, today we're going to be speaking to um, an incredible, accomplished vocalist, um, Nicole Simpson. We met Nicole um, via a vocal code audition and she literally blew our heads off and we were like, wow, where have you been all our lives? Like you're incredible, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, and we've just been following um, her career, watching her development. Um, you know, she's been on a few um, tours and shows and she has her own thing going on as an artist. Um, and we're gonna be speaking to her today. Hey, Nicole, how are you doing? Hi ladies, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. <laughs> Why do we sing everything we say? I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I'm honestly really excited. And it's just nice to see you guys. It almost feels like you're in the flesh, but you're not. Um, but yeah, it's nice to talk to someone other than your partner. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So how how have you how have you been? Tell us tell us a bit about how it's been going for you in lockdown, and also for there may be someone listening who hasn't who doesn't know who Nicole is, even though we've just introduced you a bit. Like you know, tell yeah, us a bit yeah. about yourself and what you've been up to. A bit about myself. Well, to be honest, I really feel like lockdown has been a year of self care as well. Loads of like discoveries. Been doing yoga, exercising. Was going out running at one point and I've sort of went off of that now <laughs> I think I had this outburst of energy to begin with when it's when we first had that announcement from Boris and I was like right I'm coming out with the best Ibiza body you've ever seen I'm going to be in the best shape of my life and I had Ibiza booked and I had New York booked and it all got cancelled oh, no. and then yeah so then so I was really hammering it and I felt like it was actually really good for the soul having something on and almost like I was doing all these dance classes and training when everyone was like all these choreographers were putting everything online on Insta Live and at that point we didn't know how long we were actually going to be in lockdown for so um yeah it was like it was free it was free training and I was just literally like perfecting my craft and was like had like a little schedule of dance class exercise going out a run yoga like just meditation and everything um, and I loved it um, I've totally went on an absolute rant and not spoke about myself I talked about <laughs> lockdown instead <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, okay, so my name's Nicole, and I go by the artist name Red. Um, when I was a little girl, I used to get called Little Red. Um, so we just thought it was fitting, and I'm sure if there's any images that go out after this, you'll understand why, because I have this really vibrant um, red hair with the, the Scottish accent. So I literally get called Brave on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, and I'm an artist, singer, songwriter first and foremost. And um, my journey so far, I started doing musical theatre when I was really young. And I know it's very cliche, but my mum and dad did always say that I literally would dance in the pram and I would sing in the pram before I even put two sentences together. Um, so it definitely was like singing for me and performing was was something that I was gifted with I would say to an extent but then I was extremely driven throughout my younger years and I would practice and practice and practice and watch music videos and at four years old be doing like the choreography to Christina Aguilera Dirty for, <laughs> for, for my gran and she'd be having like a mental breakdown in the corner like is she slut dropping at four years old <laughs> oh my god I know it was hilarious um and then I was also brought up listening to a lot of Motown and Whitney and Celine Dion, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder and that's where I think I sort of learned that I loved those melodies and those R&B soulful vocals and um and I used to just belt and, to, and put on little shows and stuff in front of my fireplace um for my family um so I was like a little performing monkey, basically. And I guess I loved the attention as well. So I'd come down all dressed up and be like, you guys, are, you guys aren't even ready for what I'm about to show you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then my mum enrolled me in musical theatre class. And I think I was actually, I did a couple of musicals in the Glasgow, like in central Glasgow. Um, not quite as big as the, the West End, but for Glasgow, it was, it was quite big. So I had like a couple of main parts um and the sound of music and stuff and I loved it because I had this whole new community of friends out with school and and yeah I just I adored it it was something that I didn't even feel like I was being not forced to do it because I know that a lot of people's parents will be like a mummager and, and kind of live their dream live their dreams through their kids and whatnot so my mum and dad were always incredibly supportive of it um but I think it's because academically I was horrendous so the only things I was really good at was performing arts. So I was involved in acting as well and also dancing and I did numerous dance classes. And, and then I think it was a blessing to my parents as well because it got me off the streets and allowed me to kind of have a better future and not go down a dark path mm. that a lot of kids can go down. So, so yeah, so um, yeah, that kind of started off there. And then I've just kind of jumped at every other opportunity when it comes to performing to get my name out there. All right. Wow. So, I mean, how, how old are you, Nicole? I'm 26. Wow. So it sounds like, I mean, you've done a lot. <laughs> you've done a lot, you know, in your, in your time. And it's, it's inspiring to, to have you on the show because young people your age and below, you've, you've kind of, kind of surmised all the elements that you need yeah, to kind of, I've tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, to, to, to do well. And I guess if you have a passion, it's like, being in the right environment, having the right support system, mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. able to thrive and do well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was always an incredibly driven kid though. Um, very competitive. And I'm glad I got out of that spell as well, because I used to compare myself a lot to other singers and 
um god help that someone was someone was better than me in a competition because in my head I was like I'm not I'm gonna beat her no way she's going down (laughs) (laughs) that was me when I was really young um and then actually I got out of that and just made a lot of I think making friendships was um was the way forward and like sort of enlightened me and almost was that like kind of epiphany but it was like do you know what actually we as women should be supporting each other yeah like not we shouldn't see each other as com- competitive and everyone's voices and um talents everyone's got different strengths and you've just got to admire each other for your uniqueness your uniqueness and if you come together you're a force do you know what I mean so I think that was quite nice when I realized that um in my early teens rather than feeling like like sort of down and disheartened by someone else being better than me because there's always going to be someone better than you like I'm still learning at 26 like yeah and I you know listening to your story just up to that point Nicole it it reminds me of my childhood that's kind of I was a bit like that yeah and I think it's probably very true for people like us you know it, and it's really lovely to know that that doesn't stop. It's almost like you feel like with the generations beneath, beneath us, mm-hmm. they still feel like that. Are they still being, are they still coming up through the ranks, thinking like that mentally, feeling like that emotionally? And it's so yeah. lovely to hear that because, yeah, that's that's the natural kind of fire. That's when you know. And what's really admirable, actually, is what you just said there about just recognising those moments where you felt, oh, actually, that's not, sort of great tact to have you know because yeah. it's so easy it's so easy to to feel quite threatened by each other and feel competitive with one another I think because ultimately we are inherently quite competitive with ourselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It's perfectionists yeah absolutely and in order to be to be better and to be you know aim for what we consider like to be our best you know you you are striving you're com- you're comp- you're competitive with yourself which makes you almost competitive with your your peers but having having that self confidence does really help with acceptance and that every yeah. day is for people and say you know what you i might be able to do this and you might not but you can do that and i can't do that <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 amazing to to hear that from you um you know 26 you've obviously like Adam said you've done so much already but you're still 26 there's still so much time ahead as well yeah one thing that your generation particularly you've sort of grown up with social media I have yeah it's crazy how it's evolved (laughs) it's crazy I think what's the the clear difference between Adatone and my generation compared to yours is that really it's that social media it's like you're building your career through social media we built our career slightly differently because we didn't quite have that that platform yeah. so I think yeah like has have you always been very prominent on social media do you feel like lockdown has most certainly given you that drive to kind of knuckle down and prioritize social media how, how is your relationship with social media relationship with social media I mean I reckon it probably would have been harder years ago um through your guys's childhood if because obviously you see these overnight successes with people on social media that necessarily I find that labels will invest in these really young kids that yeah they've got great voices but then if you put them on a stage they have no stage presence because they're so used to like singing in front of a microphone having it auto-tuned mixed by an engineer like 
all those kind of things. Um, so I think maybe back then it would have been much more difficult because obviously if you take it back to even older, like the Beatles, I they were like putting up flyers and gig to gig and door to door and and all that and that was the advertisement strategy. Um, but yeah, with social media. I've never had a fantastic relationship with management or contacts throughout my years. I've had management that I've always felt like um, I was let down by. I felt like I was bringing the opportunities and I was working hard and I was um, I was really grafting and I was getting on the emails and I was doing everything I possibly could um, to, to better myself. Um, and with um, social media, obviously I've watched... I always go back to the same reference um, and there's probably tons more that I used to watch but Esme Denters was one of the first girls that I watched on YouTube and I think I want to say it was back 2006 or something like that and I and then Tori Kelly obviously started on YouTube and um, Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes and they were just posting raw covers yeah. I think even Jessie J um, and they were posting raw covers it wasn't the sort of contrived condenser microphone set up that we now kind of have that expectation of um, but yeah so I remember watching her and I used to and then obviously all those those views like and I think labels hadn't seen anything like that before in their lives with someone who had had no backing no budget no major label and then all of a sudden she's getting like millions of views on this cover of Neo So Sick and then like Justin Timberlake sweeps in and takes her on board and and I think with social media it's been an absolute blessing especially during lockdown because obviously with not being able to leave the house you can't I can't thank like technology and how that has evolved that we can do zooms we can we can have house parties we can facetime we can even all those littlest of things that back in the day like remember watching a Justin Bieber interview with Usher and Usher was like he seems like he's missing out he's telling me he's missing his family and he's missing out in his childhood but he's lucky because he can FaceTime his mum but when Usher was younger and he was 15 and he was popping off and he was under a major label um and launching his career he mm. never had that he had telephone like and and again it was it wasn't accessible the way that it is now but with social media yeah I just feel like it's an amazing platform that you can do from the comfort of your own home. Um, take matters into your own hands, which that's why I've decided to sort of jump on the TikTok game because it's one of the apps that have exploded over the past year. Um, and I'd probably say it's got to be up there with like the popularity of Facebook and stuff like that right now. Like it's it's crazy how much that is. Um, that's been a huge success. Um, but I started on YouTube just purely from those influences that I was talking about. And I thought just throw up a couple of videos and see what happens and then um nothing happened at all and, and I used to get teased in school as well because um people would be like oh she's posting all these covers and you know what kids are like like with jealousy and and just mocking you so um so yeah and I used to get teased and then all of a sudden it started taking off on YouTube and I think I was 16 and yeah and I got my first 100,000 on a Miley Cyrus cover and then I got my a million like with um Ariana Grande's cover and then I got I got another mil and I was like oh my god like how is this happening and then again because of the little tech wizard in me was like um I'm gonna go in and actually really research the strategy behind YouTube and how I actually continue keeping that that level 
of views um going and yeah and I just I just kept firing out covers and it was consistent and and I, I really enjoyed it at first I really loved it I loved YouTube and but then I think I got so caught up in the views and the subscribers and and it became quite unhealthy as well because you're putting all that effort and like because a lot of your day is spent yeah doing the vocals mixing your vocals then also filming it editing the video people mm. don't realize how long that actually takes and it's un and not that everything has to be paid but it's not paying the bills do you know what I mean? So you can't prioritise it and also prioritise my writing sessions over it. And it's important that you're consistent on YouTube and you jump on um, trends, like like the same thing as TikTok. You jump on trends and you jump on brand new songs because that's where you get the views. Um, if there's like a hype around like Miley. I remember the reason why my Miley Cyrus cover went viral back then was because it was Wrecking Ball. And I don't know if you remember the hype behind the music video of her being naked mm -hmm. on the... The yeah, <laughs> so yeah so it was just all those little things and and again back then new music friday on spotify was even more popular so you were you were literally as a youtuber waiting for the new music friday to see what the big single was gonna be and yeah you'd see it ranked like oh ariana's just released like no tears left to cry and then all of a sudden you just gotta get on it immediately Okay, yeah. so, you, so do, would you say then that that um, YouTube experience in terms of kind of jumping on trends and all that, do you think that, yeah. do you think, and like the whole prep and video and editing, do you think TikTok has made it easier? Like, because I have no, we have no idea about TikTok. Like, yeah, yeah. Is the process easier on, on TikTok? It's definitely easier because it's obviously an app that you can just upload with and then obviously... I'm, when, I, when I'm saying easier do you mean there's in like to record and film and things like that yeah so is it is it kind of easier to kind of just you know just jump on the trend opposed to like setting up your your mic oh, totally yeah yes. throwing in your headphone and using your headphone microphone oh my goodness yeah because it can it can take what half an hour an hour in comparison to the five six hours that you're going to spend on your youtube cover mm. um and yeah but the only thing I now see with tiktok is a lot of um singers and aspiring artists are now going down that youtube route where they're pre-recording the vocals and using like a professional microphone and then putting it into another editing software before it even goes on tiktok and i'm just like oh no like so it's giving me like bad vibes now because i'm like oh, i don't want to go back to that of spending so much time um because the cover thing for me um, is more like a stepping stone because I obviously write my own music and that's what I want to be at the forefront mm. but it's it's difficult with original music if you don't have a huge budget um, behind you and a label behind you for mm. people to really invest in your your music whereas if they know a Whitney cover or they, like, as if they know Whitney they know Mariah um, and they know what songs are difficult to sing and, and if yeah. you can sing them they automatically put their hands up and like oh she must be good if she can sing mm. that song so, yeah I think I think absolutely you, yeah you've absolutely nailed it there it's almost like you have to convince people how brilliant you are before, before investing in yeah and me yeah and, and it sounds like all the work that you put into building up your YouTube um, followers knowledge anything about that whole setup definitely sounds like it's definitely made that that transition to picking up these massive trending apps like TikTok easy and the one thing I I mean if anybody listening hasn't heard read her TikTok Instagram anything like you have to check her videos out because she's insane and I think what's the thing that makes you 
just incredible, especially from a singer's point of view, is that you just sing. You don't get on a mic, pre-record, edit, put a little bit of compression in there, Mm. EQ it up. It's just you singing into your Apple headphone microphone. Thank you. And you're just singing and you're inviting people in. Come on, give me songs. I'll do it. Fine. And you smash it out of the park every time. And (laughs) almost like nobody can really say nothing other than the jealous people. But um, because because you you just display your natural vocal ability with this kind of like well this is me <laughs> there's no smoke and take mirrors. it or leave it sort of <laughs> you know what I mean? um I wanted to ask you Nicole in terms of being in lockdown and obviously you're creating your first and foremost you're an artist you're writing and recording your own music and that is the goal and in the yeah. meantime it's like building your brand spreading spreading your um kind of like name so more people hear about you and and understand what you can do and what you're about lockdown and tiktok you've done so incredibly well on that platform you sort of thanks what are you are you at like two hundred thousand followers or something nearly nearly yeah wow yeah and in terms of like understanding the influence and and the ball that is rolling now for you and tiktok has that kind of become your your job almost just a little bit, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh so hard when you hear this. So, again, me being just ridiculous, um, I ended up sort of when I started seeing those numbers going up and people following and, again, wanting to just make sure that I can stay on that that kind of game. Um, I researched, like, all these different, like, tips and hacks and things of the app that, and also it kind of goes down to, like, best times to post and you've got analytics and it tells you like what like what your ratio is like who's mostly watching is it female is it male all that kind of thing um sometimes you can get too wrapped in that which I'm I think sometimes I I definitely can be it's very hard to take my phone away from me um but I genuinely do have alarms that go off on my phone that is for particular days and particular times to post which is mental it's mental so basically my ratio I've got more fans in the US than I do in the the UK so I have to be careful with posting until like probably later on in the afternoon because they'll be sleeping yeah okay that makes sense so it's like which is just mental um so yeah and I think a lot of people do get wrapped up in stuff like that because you're just trying your best to not fall off that bandwagon um, and it's very easily done um, because there's so many people grafting to, to, to obviously build that fan base on these apps. You've got a one stand out more than the other person, which is just that's difficult in itself. Mm. Um, and again, like it's all about like who, if you can post the trend the fastest and get that interaction before they do. And like and when I say they, there's there's millions on this app now. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing that you've then been able to to stand out, you know, amongst all of all yeah. of America's and a, a huge. Um, a, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, totally. That's actually really, really commendable that you've been able to <laughs> do that single-handedly. You know, that even is, though I'm a stress ball. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, how so far? What do you think the best type of of content is? You know, what's giving you the most traction? Um, for me personally, it's me singing those big power ballads back in the 80s and 90s and 
that is now the sort of so actually I've just signed with new management recently off the back off the back thank you off the back of um TikTok so I had a lot of emails come in and sort of narrowed it down to like just when you get good feelings and positive vibes from someone so um and she had the same kind of vision as I did and then we both kind of agreed that there was like space in the market for someone um to not necessarily take anyone's place um and again I use the comparisons like Adele and things like that um but Adele is already on our own league like if Adele dropped a record tomorrow like everyone would invest in it and it would go to number one mm. so but what I mean by there's no one like up and coming that's singing those big Mariah or Whitney ballads but trying to change it um and make it like a 2021 um new generation rendition of it so that's kind of the route we're going down um with the next project like the next sort of ep or album before we start approaching labels and stuff um so yeah that's what i found really works on tiktok for me personally is singing those um big whitney big whitney songs big mariah songs um tony braxton i did recently and um celine dion actually one of that went to let that go over a million views power of love so yeah all those classics so we'd, that, that's actually really interesting. So you would say, would you say then TikTok? Because is there any monetary value to TikTok like there is with YouTube? There is, yeah, but it's um, they take 50%. The app takes 50%. Wow. Um, and then obviously it's in dollars, so then you convert it. So, um, yeah, like it's I've got something in the TikTok bank, but it's not something, I don't think it would actually pay rent, to be honest, not in London, not London rent. <laughs> so how does, how does the TikTok bank work in terms of so is it is it kind of do you get paid per view do you get per view I think it is yeah and you also like I went live last night and a lot of your fans can send you gifts which then translate into cash ah okay so they'll send little tiktok icons or little like like so and so sent you a chocolate and like the chocolate represents like five dollars or something and then it and then it converts um but yeah, obviously, again, when it converts, so then that's two fifty. Then TikTok are going to take half of that. Mm. So, in, so interestingly enough, I guess it's almost like a, it's like a marketing platform. So, as an artist in lockdown, where you can't go and tour, and yeah. you know, this is the way you reach your fans and still kind of you know generate some income. Yeah. Which I'm still grateful for, actually, because yeah. as much as, because I'm doing TikTok because I'm absolutely loving it and I'm loving seeing the growth mm. um, and, and my fan base. But, and then also to make to make anything off of it, I'm super grateful. I do have, like, um, I've earned revenue from YouTube over the years. Um, and again, it's all down to, because um, you monetize your videos um, on YouTube, but it's all down to your views because like these massive creators on TikTok that have got like Charlie D'Amelio I don't know if you've heard of her before but she's like 15 16 um an amazing dancer and she she blew up on the app like last year and she's got about 100 million followers whoa yeah she's huge like and she's got sponsorships from like Hollister she's everywhere at the moment she's on Ellen she's on this she's on she's everywhere and um and yeah, and she's and our whole family have now like kind of jumped on this as well. So the family's got a TikTok and the mum's doing dances and it's it's hilarious. I, I, I'm saying hilarious. It's very smart. It's like the Kardashians of TikTok at the moment. Oh. 
um for their for the family so the yeah the whole family's involved they're all earning great money and one of my friends reached out to one of um it was either charlie or there's another girl called addison ray um and they reached out to see how much like to management how much would it be if um addison could dance like to my song on tiktok and it was forty thousand pounds for one video what wow so that's what they're charging so that's what they're getting as well as the creator fund that's giving you like allowing you to make a little bit of money on tiktok and then if she goes live and does a dance all the gifts that she's getting from her 100 million followers so they're making a pretty penny whoa so this so actually so this could be you know because this this season we're kind of focusing on yes you're a vocalist and we're talking to singers but also yeah they're kind of businesses or their side hustles or, oh 100 percent. you know you have you have i guess capitalized on this and it's actually a business thing because i think a lot of people start tiktok twitter instagram all of these things just oh, for fun and games yeah. yeah you know just to get themselves out there and they don't actually realize the full potential yeah they're using so you know it's really it, thank you for being so transparent because you know no, of course yeah probably too honest to be yeah honest. no but it's great i mean because there's going to be a lot of people listening that may not have thought in terms of being a singer that oh actually tiktok could be a way you mm-hmm. know forward not just for building an audience but for actually earning something a little bit yeah bit of yeah. yeah exactly so that's that's amazing and also credit to you, Nicole, like you, not only are you a fabulous singer, but you work really hard to build a brand. <laughs> thank like thank you. you can't even begin. And I know we're, I've, I've now learned a little bit more having spoken to you for just recently, but I can't imagine how much work that must be. Like, can you imagine how, how much effort it takes to Google and to research all those, like you say, those algorithms and analytics. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, must do's and and having alarms to go right. I'm posting to my fans in that. That is a lot of effort. And and actually, if anybody would be like, oh, why is she getting? What's what's so special? About, it's like, well, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. You know, it's yeah. Like not just the fact that, in fact, you're singing. The fact that you can sing and just sit there and just do it into your it's head maybe the is maybe the easiest part without being as vain as hell no it, but like, it is because that's what you're that's that's your god-given talent but you know you've had to develop your technology skills and yeah and, and that never stops because you've grown up in that generation so technology is never going to chat it's only going to keep moving forward 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 and you've got to keep adapting to those platforms and figuring yeah, out okay, yeah. Um, uh, I was going to ask you actually I don't know if there's a specific event but was there a particular tipping point for you on social media was there like a, a, I know you said back when you were sort of 16 you were on YouTube and then suddenly it, nothing was happening but then suddenly there was like whoa 100,000 views like it was a hundred percent my never enough cover so I posted that back in 2018 and even the opportunities that came out of it um, so that was my first video that hit um, a million I think was that was it the first I think it was maybe the second actually so um it was yeah so the second video that hit a million but it was it was fast it, it honestly was it was rapid it climbed so fast and um and then all of a sudden um a lot of amazing opportunities came out of it so I kind of I was flown out to Monaco and I sang at the opera house and sang never enough there then I was flown out to Cyprus and I sang the song down um 
like sang the a bride down the aisle and our, our wedding in Cyprus just never enough and just all these incredible but there's probably way more that I'm not even thinking of um and then last night or actually last week um Lauren Alred the original singer of never enough she posted um the song as a duet on TikTok and I've duetted her and now that's blowing up and going viral and she's posted it all over our social media yeah. and I'm I've just gained like 4k followers on Instagram she's put it on her Facebook she's put it on her TikTok and and then Tori Kelly commented on it last night and I'm just I was just baffled <laughs> honestly I, I literally was hugging Mark last night and then screamed at my pillow like tears like I literally was crying for about 30 seconds I was like oh my god because I've watched Tori Kelly since I was so young and then even with Lauren Alred just for the fact that it's a come full cycle like that because that song has been just an absolute blessing for me and everyone's everyone talks to me about it oh my god you never enough like to be honest sometimes it's like oh not again I can't sing yeah. this song one more time you know what Red that is that is just oh that is so great because we you know we've we've just been talking about um confidence in a previous episode and it's like kind of feeling the fear and do it anyway and just putting yourself out there you know you've, you've yeah your skills enough to be confident in what you do and that's why it's the easiest thing that comes to you um yeah and do you think that that is kind of the key just that confidence of look you know what this is what I do this is who I am and just be brave enough to put it out there no matter what people people think has that attitude really kind of pushed you to you know I don't I don't even really think of it like that like I've had the fair shade of negative comments um um very strong as a person um I don't give myself enough credit for that um especially with, with what I've been through with family and, and losing important people in my life and just been going through a lot of hardships um so a negative a few negative comments is I don't know it's like it's a, not a breeze but and I mean there's like there was a couple recently um and I found it really difficult because I I was like well I don't know how to res- respond to this because I think it's what's difficult with it is you either ignore it um, or you write back in a clever way, but then it can sometimes look really awful. And, and you, if you've got a good rep, it can like make you look like either a diva or you're bitter or she's actually not a nice person or that kind of thing. So if you're even sticking up for yourself, so like looking back at even like Little Mix, for example, and Jessie's story that was like, that was very much in the public eye um, about feeling like she was almost bullied by press and bullied by a lot of people trolling her online I can't imagine having it to that extent because if that's what a couple of negative comments can do to someone's self-esteem then I can't like I could I don't think I could cope like but I don't do it for like I've never wanted to be a successful singer or successful artist and, and tour the world for the fame like I mean you've seen the way I've rocked up today like I love the no makeup look I love the the chilling and my like comfy cozies like I I mean don't get me wrong I love getting dressed up as well but I also just love being in, in comfort um so even the fact that you wouldn't be able to nip to the shops if you got to that that level of success and and look like an absolute tramp um so I'd, I'd love to look like that like so rather than it being splattered on like okay magazine um so yeah I've never done it for the fame side of things so those negatives which they say come part and parcel of being that successful um sucks really but at the same time if it meant that I got to travel the world with my music and have people sing my songs back at me and have that recognition and then it's all worth it yeah 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 
this is a bit of a random question a bit off piece just because I'm <laughs> totally off subject <laughs> what would you do if you weren't singing no idea like everyone always asks me that I have no idea I have an idea I know what you'd do what should you'd I do be, you would be a strategist yes oh, right, like a life coach for social media <laughs> not even a life coach just a strategist and you know in advertising or you know because you have gone the extra mile in terms of learning the analytics of each app that is a job algorithms like, everything yeah you know you've um you've um kind of mastered the art of um self-promotion which is something that a lot of people fail at um which is why we wanted to speak to you because it's not just because of your age and the generation it's the the drive and the determination and also just that research the drive and determination is something that everybody has but you've also had the intelligence to just go actually I really want to master this I can see the potential of this thing I can see how yeah. it and then you've gone to learn about it and now you're applying it and now you're making money from it you know it's like those oh, geez, make me sound like a boss I like that yeah. 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 <laughs> always talk about I mean in past episodes season one you know we were talking about you know owning your owning your business it you know doing backing vocals or singing and, and all that stuff yeah it, it is it can be your nine to five and if it's going to be your nine to five you need to research every avenue every area to make mm -hmm. it work so you are you're you're self-employed you know you are you are a boss you are managing Thanks. yourself you are advertising love it and this this level of advertising that this self-promotion that you've got to yes we're in a new generation you're not leafleting door to door yeah you've maximized the potential of technology and the reach you know and actually what's interesting as well is that your skill set or your style of singing suits the Amer I've always said it always suits the American artists which is probably why they didn't get the UK I feel doesn't <laughs> get artists like Jessie J and things like no. that get riffing no. and Melissa oh my god I can't believe you've just you've just said that I've honestly oh. felt like that for the past couple of years yeah they don't I've always I've always thought that of you I've said that to you many times you do don't that you know the UK has a sound a brand all that kind of stuff it's not it's not it's not of here it's you know, maybe it's, not bigger singers yeah and you know we're a little island you know we do well. <laughs> we try we do well it's very much like, it's the same thing I say to Katie like her level of you know vocal direction and things like that it suits that marketplace because the 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 um the working structure is very different to here yeah so, so and you you've displayed that in the fact that you go and research you, you've gone the extra mile and not to say that we're, we're lazy here in the UK we just have a different system and the way you sound is very synonymous with American vocalists you know and yeah, you know the yeah. power ballads of the 80s 95% of that was <laughs> were American. Wet, was Whitney and Celine and yeah Saturday. you know yeah. so you know it makes sense so it makes sense that you've kind of you slayed in your lane you know your lane is that you recognize what it was yeah you made the best out of it so yeah if you weren't singing I, that's that's exactly if you came to me for career advice that's amazing actually yeah I definitely if all if all fails yeah yeah I'll you know after this after, after I press stop on record you know i'm gonna be <laughs> how do we <laughs> online you'll see me like advertising online courses <laughs> yeah okay how do we how do we work how does this tiktok work but and you know katie and i are essentially a marketplace if anybody's listening to this and you are you know you're veterans like us 
and you know you're not quite <laughs> into the TikTok and Instagram yeah you know was we 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 we'd have to do the same thing we'd have to go to someone like yourself and say okay how do we how does this how does this work you know and we might realize actually the tenacity and the, the amount of time you invest you don't have yeah yeah yeah, because you guys are actual boss ass bitches. Um, the, the both of you, I can't, I can't with the both of you. I can't even deal. Because like those TikTokers would do anything to be on the stages that you guys have been on and sing with those amazing iconic artists that you guys have sang with. Don't put oh, yourself down like, like that, you guys. Thanks, girl. Me, we're just trying. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I'm greeting my eyes out. <laughs> Honestly, when I see you guys, when I see Addison on TV and I see her on these festivals and I see you and I see you, Katie, when I obviously went to see um, Christina, I'm like, I'm so proud. I'm like, oh my God, I know them. <laughs> yeah, look, we are, we are just as proud to know you, Nicole. This has been so insightful. Thank you so, so much for talking with us. Um, Thank you for having me. And um, where, where can people find you? Um, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> find me in southeast london and okay. you can find me <laughs> no, She's I'm <laughs> um yeah you can find me on facebook twitter instagram youtube and my handle is it's red 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 fantastic thank you so so talk as well sorry yes of course i mean of course number one we've only just spoke about it the whole time oh my, yes <laughs> thank you so so much really really appreciate your time Thank and, you, ladies. Um, yes, congratulations on new management and your success on TikTok. And we wish you the very, very best. And we'll keep checking in as always. Thank you so much, Katie, as well. Thank you both. Thank you. Barbara. That is the vocal code unlocked. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.